Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. And this week we have uh, a friend of mine on, Sam Maggs, who is kind of a geek girl extraordinaire, I think might be the best way to describe her sort of as a person. She's one of my favorite people, and I'm, I'm always excited to see what she's been up to. And I was equally excited to talk to her about Neopets. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can tell, but definitely throughout this episode, there's like, I'm silently wanting to burst with excitement because <laughs> Neopets was such a huge part of my young adulthood as a as a preteen that I was like I was basically just having like a huge nostalgia trip throughout the entire <laughs> recording. Yeah, and I I personally am I guess yet again the the audience surrogate for people who do not necessarily know something about a topic because I was really not very familiar with it. Uh I think pretty much learned about it from the History of Fun episode that they did um, that might be an interesting listen for folks after they've listened to this. Um, that's sort of more the history of the site itself and of the founders. Uh, and also the Neo Scum Neopets episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I will also recommend, although with the caveat that it does have a significant amount of adult content just so that doesn't blindside you. But uh, <laughs> completely different take on um, very fictionalized uh, fun take on Neopets nostalgia. Yeah, and definitely, uh, we talk about it a little bit during the episode, but I, uh, I used to make comics that, like, got published on the website, like, on their little fan paper. Uh, I'm definitely going to dig them up, and we're probably going to put them on the Twitter or something so that I you know guys you have them, because you showed I have me them. one. <laughs> I found them. They are still online, which is baffling, but I think it's just a testament to, like, how influential this site was without, I think, a lot of us realizing it would be mm-hmm. back then, and, and now it's still, like, for, for the people who played it, it's still kind of, like, permeating a good chunk of our lives, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, this particular episode was uh, very illuminating about how the early history of the internet had all these self-contained worlds that you didn't necessarily know anything about, even as a citizen of the internet, um, which I think is maybe less true now, although not completely untrue. I think fandoms and other kinds of communities still kind of have their own microcosms unto themselves. But it's always interesting to, to learn about what those communities were like and what people learned from them and maybe what we can learn from that moving forward too so uh, I think we should just go to to Sam now to start out if you could just introduce yourself and sort of a brief bio just anything you want to say about who you are and what you do and then the topic that you brought today and then we'll get rolling sure Hi, I'm Sam Meggs. I'm a writer of comic books and video games and books. Uh, my latest book is Girl Squads, A History of Cool Female Friendships. I've also written Marvel, Fearless and Fantastic, an encyclopedia of Marvel's awesome female superheroes. And I worked on Insomniac's Spider-Man PS4 last year, a whole bunch of fun stuff. And today I want to talk about Neopets. Both Emily and I were very excited yes. when you said this. Yes. When Anne <laughs> told so me glad. your topic, I literally yelled like, <laughs> yes, because I that was my childhood. And it's just like, I'm so excited to have someone on who also appreciates that. Oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to hear that. Because I feel like Neopets is I mean, I'm going to try today. But I feel like Neopets is something that you really had to like experience to truly understand mm-hmm. <laughs> what made it so special, you know. So how how did you first hear about Neopets? Do you remember like what your very first introduction to it was? So Neopets started in 99. 
nine. So I was like 11, like 10, 11 years old at the time. And just like a lot of kids, I think, who were around during Internet 1.0, like basically just desperately surfing for anything to do on the Internet. <laughs> there were like and there were some sites that were good time sucks. Um, there were a lot of like doll makers, which were kind of like digital paper dolls that I would just spend ages on. But Neopets, I think, came about because a lot of people at school, at my elementary school, were into it. And so I got an account that way. And my dad worked in software. So I had, well, technically, it was like his test computer, but I had like claimed that as my desktop computer at like a very young age, <laughs> even though it was like the early 2000s, which was usually there was just one family computer. I was like lucky that I had mm -hmm. sort of stolen this like second computer in my basement as like mine. <laughs> is basically never used. So I remember being in that bit like I was the quintessential like nerd kid in their mom's basement on the internet for 12 hours a day and it would just be like so much Neopets. So I feel like it's difficult to explain exactly what Neopets is because it's a lot of things but it was, I mean it still is it still exists so it's definitely not as popular as it used to be but it was essentially an early online game and community where you could adopt a to four, at first it was three, and they later expanded it to four digital pets. Um, mm -hmm. And the pets had all kinds of different like species that you could pick from. You could pick their color. If you earned enough in-game currency called Neo Points, you could purchase paintbrushes that you could use to alter your pet's appearance. And then the site also had a lot of mini games, so in-browser mini games or flash mini games. Flash mini games were like big in the early two thousands, uh, and yeah. Neopets had a ton of them. And a lot of them were like essentially uh, themed reskins of like classic games like Solitaire or Mahjong or Go. You know what I mean? But like Neopets versions. And yeah. so I would just spend such a long time playing games to earn Neo points, which I would then use to take care of my pets. There were like fan sites that would aggregate all of the things you could do on the site every day that were called dailies. So you could go and you could visit the giant omelet and get a piece of the giant omelet to make sure that your pets were never going hungry because it was like a constant struggle to make sure that your Neopets weren't like dying of hunger at all times. Still <laughs> something that's very concerning to me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, playing these games. And there was also, um, you could join guilds. So depending on your interests, you could join sort of really early online rudimentary sort of social communities through guilds um, and through forums as well, where you could go and talk about pets. The forums were extremely closely moderated, so they were not into like non-Neopets related conversations. But people made a lot of friends that way. You could write for the weekly Neopets newspaper, the Neopian Times. I had a lot of friends who like drew comics for them or wrote articles for them. It was always my dream to be in the Neopian Times, but I was 13, so it never worked out. <laughs> so that was my like early experience on Neopets. Yeah, I mean, this site was targeted pretty heavily at kids, right? It was mostly pretty young people. Would you say that that's true? Like, I mean, I don't know if you could tell if there were adults who were playing. I mean, I, I didn't really play Neopets. I remember signing up for it, but I was older and I think I was kind of like, wait, this seems kind of dumb, maybe? <laughs> it's yeah. a little goofy. So it didn't quite, you know, float my boat, although I could understand the appeal. But do you think that it was mostly targeted at kids? I think it was. It was, I think it was aimed at like preteens, mostly. Mm -hmm. I remember when I would, I'm from Canada, when, when I would come to the US to visit my grandparents, I would go to the Limited 2. I don't know if you remember that mm -hmm. store. Yeah, but there, yeah there I remember. It was like the kids version of the Limited and they would have a lot of Neopets merchandise, like plushies and stuff. And I think that was really the 
target market was this sort of like early Nickelodeon sort of vibe for kids where and that's one of the things that looking back I think Neopets was so formative for a lot of girls online because there actually weren't a lot of spaces that were just designed for young women on the internet to play safely to communicate together safely on a site that was really designed for them and the other cool thing about it was that you had the opportunity you could sell items that you acquired in Neopets through like a storefront and everyone's storefront was customizable and everyone also got their own little like website through Neopets also fully customizable but the only way you could customize those storefronts or pages was through HTML so you know wanting my Neopets storefront to look a baller was my like first impetus for being like I wonder how I can change a background or how do I save a photo to a background how do I get music to play on this page like how can I customize my cursor like it was the first time I really became familiar with what HTML was and how to change the front facing part of a website through like a back end and it was a cool like not at all pressured way to learn coding as a girl which like no one else was encouraging girls to do at the time there's a big push now for like girls who code and like you know that kind of stuff but that was the only time I had ever seen that and I think it's pretty like revolutionary for a site that was basically for 12 year old girls like to be like (laughs) if you want a cool like purple spinning mouse cursor on this you better learn how to code (laughs) it's pretty cool yeah I feel like most people I know who like myself included who played Neopets at that time like have a very similar narrative of like oh I learned how to code because I was I played Neopets that's just like the weird like sync that we all had of like this is a a place where you can you know just mess around with it like you said without any kind of consequence but yeah it's just it's very strange I'm just having this weird moment where it's like wow that is a really universal thing for like an age group no it is it's such a collective experience I think for girls who like in that period when Neopets was really popular probably between I would say like 2000 and 2004 when it was like at its peak it was like huge I just remember being on it every day all the time taking such good care of my pets like going to the Neopets bank and collecting interest every day and like Mm -hmm. that's how I learned what interest was and like (laughs) you know like having these communities online I mean having a community online is not a rare thing at all now and it seems weird to talk about it like it was revolutionary but at the time it kind of was like it was either that or like a skeevy chat room where guys were like ASL like (laughs) you know what I mean it wasn't like that at all and it was such a neat thing where there were so many people from all over the world who were invested in the same thing that you were and everybody had this kind of reverence about they called them like the powers that be or the people who created the website Donna and Adam who are like these two basically also kids from the UK who put this site together and they would do like again before it was like a cool thing that online games really did because basically there were very few online games at the time or online game communities they would do like these massive site-wide timed events like there would be they would have a month where they would run like a storyline and you could participate in it and there was one that was like a murder mystery and I think the biggest one was they ran something called the Altador Cup which 
took place at the same time as the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> it was exactly in 2004. It. Yeah. And so there was like an, this online soccer game that you could like bet on and participate in in Neopets that took place at the same time as FIFA. And like, it was just, it was su- such an exciting thing to be a part of and your account could get trophies. And yeah, it was, that was a really neat thing too, because it was like, oh, I have to go on every day because like, there's only three more days left in the Altador Cup. Like, I gotta get my points up, yeah. which is such a <laughs> like common online game thing now but yeah it was the first time i had ever experienced that then too and neopets since then you know neopets is still around by the way my original account is 18 years old and it still (laughs) exists and i can still log into it so awesome that's impressive that's that's (laughs) my pets are not dying of hunger thank you very much It's gone through like a bunch of iterations since that its peak. I think uh, in the early 2000s, I think around 2004, it sold to Viacom, who owned Nickelodeon as well and became part of that family. And I think at that time, a lot of the original Neopets staff chose to leave or took like packages when they got sold. And then it existed under Viacom for basically a decade. And Viacom introduced a lot of different monetization efforts into Neopets, which, you know, is what you have to do to survive in this day and age. So I remember for a while they sold like premium Neopets subscriptions where you'd pay like a subscription price and you didn't see ads on the site. They like experimented with that for a while. They introduced something called the NC Mall where they introduced like a second kind of currency called Neocoins, which you could buy with real money. And then you could use that real money to purchase outfits for your pets. So every Christmas I would get like a Neocoins gift card from like the CVS or whatever. And I would like (laughs) dress up my pet that year and it would be pretty great. But in 2014, it's Neopets again sold to Jumpstart, which is like a a kid's educational company. And Jumpstart was then acquired by a Chinese corporation. And I know that Jumpstart still really cares about the Neopets brand, but they've had a lot of issues with the site since purchasing it. Like the servers are really slow. You can tell now when you go to the site and you try to click through to things, it takes like a full 30 seconds to get from page to page and that you know that's a long time for a web page to load in 2019 like for sure and uh they they, like removed all moderators from the forums which i don't know if you've ever been on the internet but not like a great idea for a children's site um so stuff like that but i did hear recently that they're planning on releasing a neopets mobile game and Mm. I'm super excited about that because I feel like that is kind of the equivalent of what like an in-browser game was in the year 2000 for kids now is like, yeah, give them like a cool cell phone game. And by them, I mean me because I will play it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just it's neat that even at San Diego Comic-Con last year, I went to like jumpstart through a Neopets like fan event and you could go and like hang out with them and get like a little plushy like cat cheek or whatever. <laughs> and it was... It was just cool to like, you know, 20 years after I launched my account to be like, wow, this is still a thing. Like, it's a different thing than it used to be. And, you know, you can tell it's kind of different. Yeah, it's definitely different than it used to be. But it's mm-hmm. it's cool that it's still around. And I was reading a little bit before the podcast. And 
I was reading that Neopets has been and still is one of what they call the like stickiest sites for kids, which means that when a kid goes to, or when a, a user goes to the site, they spend a lot of time on it. So it's not like they navigate there and they navigate away. And like, I relate to that. What's cool about the site is that there's so much to do on it. There was so much to do even as a kid, no matter what your interest was. If you wanted to play a browser game that was cool, if you wanted to like get really into drawing a comic, you could do that. If you wanted to run a guild and be a part of running a community, you could do that. There were lots of different options for how you could be involved with the site and what skills you could use to be a part of the site. I think that's really needed. Encouraged a lot of different ways to get involved with what you loved. And they had all these different mm-hmm. worlds. Like, oh my gosh, like there was like fair. Oh, I remember like, do you guys remember the fairies? Yes. The, like Neopets fairies? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I yes. was barely on the site. So I, this is mostly news to me. I only, I, I have my entire Neopets experience is almost exclusively secondhand. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. They had like, they had this like race of like magical beings called fairies who all like had like really nice dresses and they were like beautiful. There was like the air fairy and the fire fairy and the earth fairy. But then like a couple years in, they came out with the uber fairies and they were like the <laughs> cool teen version of fairies. And they had like crop tops and like bell bottoms and stuff. <laughs> and I remember just spending like hours in MS Paint, like recoloring the fairies, like <laughs> all this stuff. Like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. All the different worlds they had, like they had fairyland and they had the like winter world and then they opened a dinosaur world and when a new world was opening it was like a very big deal like they would hint about it for months and you'd see like a new location open on the map and you couldn't like go there yet and then there'd be some sort of like plot where to like access the world all the users had to like do something for a week like they would have to like play a certain game or like solve a maze or whatever and then eventually you could get into this new world and it would have all new like games and you know people you could visit and talk to and I think it was the first time that I got really invested in like NPCs and characters in a game <laughs> like that where I'd be like oh mm-hmm. Illis and the Earth Fairy like she really needs my help <laughs> you'd like want to do quests for her the fairies definitely a little bit made me gay though that's definitely part of where that came from I think probably a lot of people have that experience so <laughs> what kind of um and I know you were you didn't play Neopets but um yeah. do you remember what species of pet you had oh no I have no memory and I actually I tried when it was people started talking about it again and I was like oh no I the, wait they don't die I left that poor critter whatever just it was really like, starving for like you know however many years but I, I I tried to get back into my account and it must have been on an old email account that I don't have access to or something because I have not been able no. to to access yeah so unfortunately I think I was only on for like two or three days because I mean I think I was much older and I was interested but I was also I think I didn't know how much there was like I think I just yeah. thought it was fancy Tamagotchi yeah um, I feel at you. the time like I think I wasn't really aware that that there was as much going on on the site as there was I think I, I think it just didn't and I, I think I was a little off put in the beginning by the concept of it having this kind of internal economy which I mean yes. I guess the economy was not actually monetized in the beginning right it was no. all just internal yeah for sure I just um I opened my old account here and it looks like I started playing on November 18th in the year of our Lord 2000. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like 18 years ago, I'm, I'm just looking at my pets here. I had a cat cheek who was painted fairy. I had a walkie who was painted in like lost desert colors. So it's like vaguely Egyptian looking, which thinking yes. back on it is like, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And then I had a Lutari, which was a species you could only get if you played like the very 
old Neopets mobile game, like when people still had Nokia brick phones or whatever. And I never did, but there was a thing you could do inside the game. You could collect pieces of a treasure map, essentially, but by like buying them or earning them through in-game, you know, quests or whatever. And when you put together the treasure map, you could access something called, I think it was called the Magic Lab. And you could access basically this ray that once a day you could get it to zap one of your pets and it would change their appearance in some way. So it changed their species or their color or, you know, their gender or whatever, like something about them fundamental would change. And the cool thing about it was you could just like zap and zap and zap your pet until it looked the way you wanted it to, which was good because sometimes, you know, in the case of like this species, there was no way to get that species otherwise, essentially. Or like it could zap it into some like extremely rare color that like if you wanted, if you wanted your pet to be like, I'm trying to think of what was like really rare at the time, like gray paintbrushes, which were the ones that made your pet look depressed, which was like an interesting (laughs) choice. They cost like tons of neopoints and I was not that rich. But if the lab like zapped your pet into a gray neopet, then you could be like, whoa. And then the color of neopet that you had. So like the way that it was shaded essentially was basically an indicate. It was like a status indicator in like this weird class system on neopets where if you had like only base colors, you were like a noob. But if you had like, whoa, like all of your pets are fairy, people would be like, oh, damn, like this girl knows what's up. Like she has a million neo points. Like, yeah. So that was pretty good. And then there was another, I feel like I could talk about this forever. I had like such a weird and specialized knowledge in neopets. <laughs> I'm just realizing it now. That's great. That's what this show is for. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. It When they introduced like NC Mall, where you could use real money to put outfits on your pets, which outfits are different than paintbrush colors, just like yeah, to be So clear. they're clothes instead of the coloration. Yeah, the clothes would go on top of like your fairy Neopets or whatever. But at that time, they basically had to redesign all the base Neopets to work with the customizable clothing. So all of the Neopets, like we just all woke up one morning and all our pets looked different. They had essentially been reposed and updated a little bit and, you know, whatever. But some of them, if you had painted your Neopet like a very special color, they allowed you to choose whether or not you wanted it to be updated to like the new model. That was like the only time you ever had that option. And if you didn't choose to convert it, you ended up having like what was essentially one of the like rarest Neopets on the site you know that was only you could only create that kind of neopet before 2004 it never existed again only if you and i have one of those so (laughs) pretty big deal for me thanks so much an unconverted plushie (laughs) zafara pride and joy crown jewel of my collection (laughs) but that's still that was another thing in this weird like class system where then people would start to like trade neopets and they'd be like oh my gosh i want a uc neopet so bad which stood for like unconverted because it was like the unicorn of neopets and (laughs) yeah and early neopets too like neopets had to go through a bunch of different redesigns because when the powers that be started it in like whatever their basement in the uk and didn't think it was going to be a big deal a lot of them were designed like really weird like one of the neopets was called macy gray and looked like (laughs) macy gray like that's real (laughs) one of the neopets was called bruce and was just like a black and white photo of a guy in a suit (laughs) 
<laughs> like, really weird stuff that when they started to, like, get an audience, they obviously had to change because, it's like, <laughs> you can do that. But, yeah, and I think there's just something so nostalgic about looking at those old sort of like flat MS paint, you know, icons that were so um, prevalent on the site and just feeling like it was from a simpler time. Like I, I really miss internet 1.0 a lot, you know, (laughs) and Neopets kind of feels like this living monument to a different time online. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think in the sort of press for always making things more complicated and making graphics fancier and fancier, I don't know that we think that often about how nostalgic the more primitive aesthetic is. Yeah. Which is like a weird thing. But, you know, like when you go back, like I think I think anybody, if they go and look at screen caps of the web from their childhood, like you have this immediate really strong nostalgic reaction to these pages. No, it's true. And I think the way that I feel about Neopets, a lot of people feel about... Cabo Hotel or Club Penguin or um, even like The Sims, like these early kind of communities where we were first able to like find our tribes on the internet. Like, yeah, I just remember thinking about how cool it was that in my Neopets guild, there were people from like New Zealand and Italy and, you know, South America and all over. And it was just like, wow. This is pretty cool. Like, it was it was neat to bond with people all over the world over something, you know, kind of silly, but also for teens, like, something that they put a lot of time and effort and energy into, you know, and creativity, yeah. which is neat. Yeah, well, and it's really interesting, too, as, like, you were describing things, and I'm, I was, like, remember, I was, like, having, like, this just, like, long flashback of all the things <laughs> I, I ever did, but it's, it's funny how all those things now are so commonplace, because I remember when, when Viacom bought Neopets, like that was a big deal. It was like people were so upset. People panicked. Yeah. And yeah. and when they introduced monetization, every like it was it was oh. it was a riot almost. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. I, that's so interesting that you remember that. It totally was like absolutely. And now and now it's like, oh yeah, loot boxes. Yeah. Like like we're gonna monetize this event or we're gonna do this thing. Like that is so completely commonplace now. Whereas back then it was like you were burning the world down. Yeah. They were like kind of trailblazers when it came to a lot of this stuff. Or like when you were talking but like things that swept the site and made people panic. There was, do you remember avatars? There was like suddenly you could have a little avatar next to your username and there were like 500 different avatars and you could collect them in different ways like by being really, really good at a game or by collecting a lot of stuff. And that was another like class indicator essentially of like how good you were at Neopets. And I remember when it happened, people were like, this is so unfair. Like people really were not into that. But now the idea of like you get a trophy every time you turn on your place station like that's just it's just a thing that (laughs) games do you know what i mean they reward you for being good at them but it was just it was really a different time like where these were new ideas which is kind of weird to think about actually it's funny because i'm even sitting here and going like oh i learned like basic economy from playing neopets because i would like camp like i would resell stuff i'd like camp at certain stores to like buy up products and they had like refresh times so you had to be like be there at a certain time and refresh and then buy products on the cheap and then resell them on auction to, like, make a bunch of money. Like, this was a thing people did. Yeah, you would have to sit at your desktop and you would know that, like, a store would restock at, like, X seconds past the hour and you'd, like, refresh F5 furiously and hope that you could, like, snipe an item on the cheap and then, yeah, resell it in your stock for more Neopoints. I had a lot of um, stocks 
Neopets has a stock market. Neopets has a stock market? Yeah, absolutely. And you would like buy stocks and then you would wait for them to like increase in value and then you would let you'd like buy low, sell high. Like I learned what stocks were. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally forgot about like camping for items. Oh man, and people would be like really intense about that. Like it was hard to get in on that game. Yeah, and there were forums. Like there were parts on the forums dedicated to like where you should go, like what stores were good, what stores had the best items. Like it was a whole system. Like oh yeah, the, the level. Like I'm I'm like retroactively remembering all of this and being like, oh my god, that was kind of insane. Yeah, <laughs> and then there were fan sites like Jelly Neo and all those sites that were like totally devoted to like how to best play the game and like yeah stuff like that that would give you like times and there was a trading post where you could barter for items instead of selling for in-game currency uh there oh there was an auction house that was like early eBay like that taught me how to use eBay basically because you could like (laughs) snipe op auctions there were so many different and diversified parts of the site like that you would almost never see now like that that's like expecting developers and players to be so good at so many different things or to not care that a player might not interact with every single branch of your site necessarily that's really neat like that's designing for a whole bunch of different kinds of people which is pretty cool yeah i mean the back end of this must have been so incredibly complicated to support this game do do you think so this is kind of a difficult question so it created this really powerful community i think in part of what you were saying about it being sticky that because there was so much going on you wanted to elevate your status by getting rare stuff and you had to invest time to be in an in a completely independent economy for the real world (laughs) do you think that 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 complexity was ultimately positive or negative or is it kind of a wash between the two because it it seems like you could make an argument for you know were you sinking so much time into something and it was was it kind of an addictive thing in a negative way instead of necessarily in a positive one it's a it's a great question i think that on a developer side having so many different and complex elements to the site was probably made things a lot more difficult on themselves than it would have been otherwise like I remember when they introduced the Battleplex, which is when you could like have your pets fight other pets, basically. And the rollout of that was like really buggy and challenging. And you could tell it was really hard on the developers. And it was something they really wanted to do, but they couldn't quite figure out how to get it right. And it was like, yeah, that's like a whole other game you're building within your already existing like lifestyle game. You know what I mean? So I I can tell that perhaps if they had stayed more focused and not tried to do so much that maybe they wouldn't have needed to sell as early as they did or been had the impetus to sell when they did or maybe they wouldn't have needed to expand as much you know what I mean like they could have kept it more focused I think might have been better for them because I don't think the site necessarily needed all the bells and whistles it ended up with like Mm -hmm. if there was never a battleplex I probably would have been okay with that like that kind of stuff you know what I mean but on the other side for a kid like and I think for my parents too it was great for them to know that I mean, I was a teen on Web 1.0. I was going to be spending six to eight hours on the internet when I came home from school anyway. You know what I mean? And I think, like, my parents were probably happy to know that I was um, learning how to use the stock market and, like, writing articles for the Neopian Times instead of, like, finding myself lost in some chat room somewhere or, like 
on a site that was not designed for kids, it was a good time sink. And that's not to say that all other sites or games from that time were not good. Like, I have a lot of fond memories of, you know, the Nancy Drew games and, like, early Barbie games and all of that stuff. Like, there was a lot of different ways. But when you introduce the internet and, like, that connectivity to the mix... I think that it was a great, I feel like it was definitely addictive, but I would rather have been addicted to this and be learning a bunch of different things about the internet that help me now than anything else. And I think we probably never could have predicted that baseline things that we first experienced through Neopets, like coding HTML, like building online communities, would end up helping in our future lives as much as they did. But like, I make games now. So thanks, yeah. Neopets. Like. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't be where I was now without having that experience and knowing that like a game even though it's like quote unquote not real can have a massive impact on your life and you know stick with you for decades and I think that's really it's something worth remembering because I think when we become adults it's easy for us to look down on stuff that's made for kids and say you know oh well it's silly or whatever but like what are the books that you come back to all the time they're the books that you loved when you were 12 you know what are the mm-hmm. movies that make you feel good it's the princess diaries like you know it's that (laughs) stuff that has this stickiness I guess and uh I think Neopets is is part of that well I I think even the concept of just building an online community that early on in in your life even personally like that has been my bread and butter for you know the last how many years and it started there and it's just interesting how those I guess that I don't want to say skill but whatever that is developed in a space where it was able to flow Yes, and there were very few spaces where, like, you could show up as a teen girl and be like, hey, (laughs) and feel safe. Like, I think I had two. I had Neopets and I had, like, the Stargate fan forums because, like, (laughs) that was all women. But that was all, like, women over 40. (laughs) But yeah, so it was, like you say, it's finding that community online, which then we were able to do with Tumblr and with Twitter and, you know, to a certain extent with Facebook and in a way that opens up your world. Um, and connects you to all different kinds of people. And that's like, like you say, it's it's our bread and butter now. It's it's what we do every day, all the time, constantly, mm-hmm. except there's no cute digital pet attached that I could put a hat on. And so really, <laughs> we're poor for it. <laughs> Look, someone needs to invent the next social media site and it has to be like pretty much the same thing as what we do now, except we also need to have a virtual pet and yeah. <laughs> everything will be fixed. Everything will be great. <laughs> I love it. I just like, I just want Neopets to like come back. Like I want it to have its like second wave like whether it be this mobile game makes it cool again or they like get the site like in tip-top shape and like get that rolling again like I would just love to see like Neopets continue to flourish for like a new generation and as part of this like nostalgic renaissance for 30 year old women (laughs) that would make me really happy (laughs) you see I would ask if if you would you know if they launched a new Neopets um if you would immediately play it but I, I think you've definitely already answered that in the affirmative oh yeah I'm on that cell phone game day one sign me up <laughs> I hope it has benefits for my main account because I'm gonna link them <laughs> you would think I would be embarrassed about the fact that I still log into Neopets but I'm definitely not <laughs> and that's incredible like Thanks. you are so powerful for that <laughs> oh my god thank you so much <laughs> I'm 
actually curious because I feel like a lot of people who played Neopets, like, you had your niche of community. Like, I found, like, my first, like, RP community on Neopets. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, like, what your, what was your, like, what was your first, like, community that you really delved into? I was really involved in the forums as well. I'm trying to remember which forum because it was split off into like different categories. I know I was really involved in forums. I know I was a part of a guild. Uh, I think I was from pretty early on involved in like a Neopian veterans guild. Because <laughs> I had like been on the site for so long. Um, so it was cool. But I think the earliest community that I was a part of. Gosh, this is such a hard question. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like, it was being part of like a chat group on the forums who were helping each other through one of those plots, the murder mystery plot. And it was like a bunch of people talking about like game hints and ideas and stuff like that. And it was, it was cool because that was before like, if you wanted to do well in a game, you could just Google like how to beat game and then it would tell you like... So it was neat having this collective experience of a bunch of people trying to battle through something at the same time. I think it was one of those. Yeah, like I said, I always really wanted to be cool enough to be part of, like, the Neopian Times community. But I never, it felt very, like, exclusionary to me. I was never really a part of it, which was sad. But I remember that being, like, very aspirational. I think that was... What were the articles yeah. about? I, oh my gosh, there's like, in the so many. newspaper. The newspaper is still up. <laughs> but they would just be, like... Oh, it would be like someone writing, like someone write a little fictional story about one of their pets. So there would be like short fiction. There, were, it was like the early versions of listicles where people would be like the best annual Neopian events or like how to deal with the winter blues with like a picture of a gray Neopet <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And then there would be editorial where like the powers of be would answer questions. Uh, they, they had a full like continuing series where like people would publish serialized fiction. So, like, they would write basically a new Neopets fanfic every week or month or however frequently it came out, and you could follow those stories. They had a whole comic section where they would publish, like, 50 comics a month or whatever, and you could read all these comics about Neopets. So it was really diversified. Yeah, articles, editorial, short stories, comics, continuing stories, and new series. Um, which is a lot, like, that's a lot of content. The current circulation of the Neopian Times says that it's been read, um, nearly 200 million times. It's on issue 853. So. That's so wild. So it's like the, the digital version of turn of the century, previous century, uh, like Victorian magazines. That's exactly. Having, having, that's crazy. I had no, I had no idea that it was that in depth. I don't want to brag, but I think the first comics that I ever got published anywhere (gasps) on the internet were on the Neopian Times. This is huge. I probably like idolized you. That is so awesome. Wow. I'm like really impressed. I probably read them. I, I can't even remember like now I'm gonna have to see if I can find them because I can't remember when it was but I definitely like tried like weeks after weeks after weeks and I finally got in and it was like the yeah. proudest achievement of my like young adulthood. <laughs> that's huge though. Like that's huge. That That's your first published work. Like <laughs> Truly. And that, that's pretty amazing that you were like creative about this thing that you loved, you know, much like fan fiction or fan art, and you got it published in a place that other people read it. Like, that's a real thing. That's like a real legitimate experience. Yeah. Well, and the fact that, like, with stuff like the Neopian Times and everything, it's all user generated content. So, yeah. And that's just baffling to have that volume of work 
from your user base. Oh, it's hugely competitive too. Like you say, you would submit and submit and like, oh, and there was a caption contest every week too. That was like a really big deal if you like, (laughs) your caption was picked and like the caption contest was huge. And And it's not like you would get any, I mean, I I don't think you got anything for it. You got a little trophy at the bottom of your like user account page. That was it. But like, you didn't get, you certainly didn't get paid for it. No, you didn't get paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'll be honest with you, if someone came to me today with a resume and it had like neopian times on it i'd be like dang i would probably interview that person i'm just saying <laughs> that's dedication yeah that makes me wonder like how many people have you encountered in your professional life now like has this has this come up in conversation with other professionals and you found out that this was something that kind of got them on their career path as well yeah it's definitely kind of a shared experience but like for Anne, like very much of a, a certain like like, you really had to be within a certain time period, have certain access to the internet. You know what I mean? Like, so for, yeah. for a very specific generation of girls, I think Neopets was, like, really life-changing. So, but if if you miss that mark by, like, a year or two, I feel like it's the same with Pokemon. Where, like, if you if you were, like, yeah. too early or too late by a couple years, now you're just kind of like, what is this? <laughs> like, a, a little bit. Yeah, but definitely. I mean, I think especially when you start to think about when you start to talk about coding and, and programming and programmers and girls who got interested in computers and backends of websites and stuff like that. I think a lot of the time in my line of work, that starts places like Neopets. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel bad that I missed it because I, I didn't really I miss Pokemon, too, because I was just a little little too old for that as well. So I didn't I, I didn't you know, my my early Internet experience was mostly on forums with men pretending not to be a teenage girl (laughs) so that they didn't figure it out. Uh, You know, and that was sort of the way that I had to interact with people because it was really the only option. And having having some kind of centralized, controlled, like being able to stay off the internet streets sounds really appealing (laughs) as a way to encounter this stuff instead of being, you know, immediately thrown into the fray with, with people that it was generally very difficult to argue with or to assert yourself with. Do you think that in discussion of the history of the internet, I don't know that Neopets has been given the credit that it should since I didn't know most of this stuff about it. Um, do you think that that's partly because it was mostly a girl thing? Yeah, I, I mean, almost certainly. I think that there is there are a lot of sites that were popular either by girls or for girls during Internet 1.0 that don't get their due. You see a lot of people talk about eBay or Google and all that stuff, which is undoubtedly important, but you miss out on the nuance of what portion of the internet internet was important or groundbreaking or life-changing for a certain subset or for marginalized communities. And Neopets is certainly a part of that. You know, Alloy.com is a part of that. The Girl.com forums are a part of that. Dollmakers are a part of that. Like (laughs) we were talking about earlier, um, you know, all of these different sort of safe havens that have disappeared, but that live, I think, in a lot of our collective consciousness and memories deserve to be thanked. I think, for for what they did for girls. Yeah, it definitely sounds like in terms of the game design itself, that that they were really forward thinking and ahead of the curve on the ways, like you said, about monetization and and everybody being used to loot crates now, that these things were happening much earlier on Neopets than they were in the rest of the internet or in the rest of the game community, which is also interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think at least, especially for that subset of, of players who weren't like on World of Warcraft or whatever, who had built this very particular community 
community and were nervous anytime something changed. Like you mentioned about when they when the buy when the Viacom buyout happened, how it was like world ending for a lot of people and everybody was terrified. And yeah, it just wasn't something that people were familiar with at the time, really. Yeah, like the idea of a website getting bought by another website was like this is back when the idea of a website was like, yeah, you knew like the seven guys who made Neopets. Like <laughs> you you knew all their names, like they had accounts, they liked asparagus, like stuff like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so having that be purchased by like a multinational corporation at that time was very like it felt like giving something very personal a away yeah um, but now that's just par for the course yeah it's definitely an interesting shift i'm curious because like we've talked about how like a lot of these skills sort of bled into real world applications but like when you were really in the height of this like how much of it did become a part of like real life like were you buying merch were you like talking with friends about it like or was it just kind of like was this a world that only existed you know when you would go online i remember it quickly like other people played it, but I remember it for me very quickly became like a solely online community because I got like really into it. You know, when you like talk about something with friends, they're like, yeah, I like it, but you like really like it. <laughs> and then you have to like stop talking about it because you're like, oh no. it became one of those things so like the people that i would talk about it with would be my neo friends and we would like chat over neo mail i just realized that neopets is basically like batman where they just put neo in front of everything (laughs) (laughs) but you know yeah um and so it it became that but it also it it did bleed over into my real life like when i would go to the states and i would go to limited too i would buy like the plushies i still have the plushies (laughs) in my living room right now (laughs) in my house but Yeah, so I would get excited whenever I would see it bleed over into the real life because it did feel like this thing that kind of, like, existed only in my mind. And then when you would, like, see a plushie in person, you'd be like, other people know this secret. Like, other people know (laughs) about this, you know? That's a really weird phenomenon of, like, really feeling like you're in a microcosm and then suddenly it's burst open by acknowledging that other people do it too. Yeah, it was kind of like being an anime fan in the early 2000s where, like, you'd have to go to, like, a weird, like, boot leg store and there'd be like two like dubbed episodes of sailor moon on a videotape or whatever with like bad subtitles and like you'd purchase it and you'd be like oh my god like yeah yeah. yeah. we all really should have gotten like secret society pins or something yeah we messed up and plus like you would have the added bonus of they'd be super cool and vintage now (gasps) and they like everyone's into enamel pins so it would be great (laughs) so true and it, it still kind of feels that way to me like if i'm at a comic con and I'm in an artist alley and like a booth will have a Neopet sticker I like I stop dead in my tracks and I'm like <gasps> and I give them all my money and I buy six and I get really stoked on it because it like it kind of disappeared before like cons became a thing so even now when you find merch for it it's like like very exciting <laughs> I'm not you saying that just made me go like yeah that kind of it had this bubble and then it was gone and it was kind of before everything really took off in terms of like fandom culture in any way oh yeah for sure and it's weird how it's kind of like in a lot of ways swept under the rug yeah it's true i mean people don't talk about it a lot anymore and i think 
that's a real shame because to your point, like it was really influential and like, man, I dedicated a lot of my life to it. That's for <laughs> sure. And I, I know I'm not the only person who feels that way. So it would be cool to see the Neopets renaissance. Make Neopets merch so I could buy it. That's all. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully like the mobile game. We'll, like, we'll just like, it'll be this resurgence of probably just all of us being nostalgic for it, but that's okay too. <laughs> that would be super cool. Honestly, like I, I think it would be neat. I think it's time. It worked for Pokemon. There you go right? They can do it. I know they can do it. <laughs> this was such a great chat, guys. What a yeah, blast. I was gonna say, I don't think I have any other... Anna, were there any other points that you yeah, wanted to um, hit? Trying to think of a good wrap-up right now. I feel like now now I'm just distracted thinking about, man, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on this one. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I had a good fun. time with that. It's not too late, Anne. We'll get you on this boat. We'll get you on the Pokemon <laughs> boat. Like, it's fine. There's room. There's, there's always room. So so a lot of the times we've, we've kind of talked about how, like, this has influenced sort of, like, real life in your career but say actually here because you kind of do have someone in the in the call right now who's really <laughs> missed the boat on neopets what's the elevator pitch to like get someone who either like it didn't seem like their thing or you know they were they just missed it by a year or two to like give it a shot and see what it's like i think i would say if you want to do something adorable that wastes a ton of your time online and that can help you escape from the real world you should try Neopets because it's like it will it will take up as much of your time as Twitter and not make you want to kill yourself. Does that work? Yes, that is that is absolutely. It's cute instead of an unending hellscape of terror. And there are so few places on the internet now that are that. So, yeah. you know, get an adorable cat-cheek or ka-cheek or however you want to pronounce it. Dress it up in cute clothes. You know, play some solitaire that has a cute mask over it of, like, Neopets <laughs> sheen. And just kind of, like, lose yourself in an online world that isn't gonna tell you to play faster or play better or get angry with people or chat with anyone over voice chat or, <laughs> you know, make, a, make an account on Xbox or whatever. Like, it's totally divorced from all of the speed and the the sadness of modernity I think it's a great escape. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on and talking with us about this. I had such a blast. Anytime y'all want to talk about Neopets, you know where to find me, <laughs> which is at Sam Meggs on Twitter and Instagram. My website is sammeggs.com. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. And you know what I'll do when this episode comes out on Instagram? I'll put up some screenshots of my account, my 18 year old account, and um, my merchandise that I still yeah. have. Have your plushies. And, yeah, totally. And I'll, I'll put up some shots for uh, as like hashtag proof <laughs> of my unending coolness. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com or send us a message on Neomail. We'll be sure to check it soon. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the outlet of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. And don't forget to feed your Neopet or try to forget that you haven't. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 